Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. Hi, and welcome to Runners Only with Dom Harvey. On this episode, Jesse Chook. You know, you kind of try and tell yourself, oh, who cares what, what people think about you? But you can, you can say that, yeah. but it's not true. Like, of course yeah. you care what people think about you, like... You, you can disregard it, but, like, you don't want to be the person that comes across as, as a massive villain or uh, or someone that's hated. Yeah, I caught up with Jesse Fresh from his win on Celebrity Treasure Island on TVNZ2 in New Zealand, where he won $100,000 for charity. I probably need to put a disclaimer out there. There is a lot of chat about his reality TV experience, which I know won't be for everyone, but we do cover a lot of other stuff as well, including life in the shadow of a famous brother, Blair Chook, one of the world's best sailors, being one of the last people to see Inga the Winger before he passed away, how he coped with being a villain on a reality TV show, who he told about his win, it's a secret he's been sitting on for months and months and months, his relationship with running, and much, much more. Honestly, it doesn't matter if you watch the show or not, I know reality TV is not everyone's cup of tea, Jesse's just a guy who has a great attitude and a top-notch perspective on life, and I really enjoyed catching up with him, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, and I hope you do too. Alright, let's get into it. Hey, runners only, yeah, yeah, let's get it started hey, hey, This is runners only with Dom Harley uh, Fast paced, slow and steady, anywhere you coming uh, Just wanna connect for everyone who loves running This is runners only, yeah, yeah let's get it started hey, hey, This is runners only with Dom Harley uh, Fast paced, slow and steady, anywhere you coming uh, Just wanna connect for everyone who loves running Hey, runners only with Dom Harley Runners only with Dom Harvey and Celebrity Treasure Island 2022 winner, Jesse Duke. Well done. Thanks, mate. Congrats. How bloody good. So we're, we're recording this on um, Thursday, 3rd of November, and it was last night that the final episode went to air, uh, so the cat's out of the bag. When was that done? When was... Finally. When? I've been sitting on a secret for like eight months, filmed back in back in March. So, yeah, it was a month, month-long filming um, been been bloody hard, but as you probably saw, I was um, really keeping a few secrets on the show. So I just kind of like pulled that, extracted that out out into um into everyday life. It, it comes way too naturally now yeah, telling well, lies. Well, I, I, well, I don't, I don't know. I feel like um you are not as good a secret keeper as what you think you are. Like I, I messaged you earlier in the week and saying, hey, um, if you win this week, I'll get you on the podcast. And you're like, well, okay, I'll come around on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. I feel like you kind of alluded to the fact. Yeah, I was like, all right. If I win, yeah. I'll see you at about one o'clock. Yeah. No guarantees. Um, now, you, you and I have got history. Um, I've known you for. Year, I've known you since you were like a kid. Yeah, I think I was. 
six years old when when I first met you. I was friends with um, Christian Callan, who was um, like a, a big deal All Black at the time, so like Bowden Barrett now, and myself, Christian. Tana Rumanga and uh, his wife Rochelle. We we somehow ended up at your place for like a New Year's holiday, the family home. Yeah, as a six year old kid who's just like fascinated with with the All Blacks, um, it was a dream come true. Like, how bloody cool is this? So the connection there was um, so my parents, good good friend Ian Kleinak, um, was involved in, in rugby down in Wellington, and uh, pretty much just teed up a. The guys were looking for. a for a holiday, right, to, to go away, and um, like, oh, my mate's got a place up north, um, you want to head to the far north for a holiday, so yeah, we had Tana Umanga, Christian Cullen knock on the door, um, you were there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. But no, like... you were Matt, like, that was, you know, the edge was, um, you know, the radio um, station of choice for, for the Chuk family um, in the mornings at that time as well, so it was a big deal that, that you were there. Oh, um, not really, like, not with a couple of like all black superstars. They yeah, were, yeah. We, we, we were playing. You've got a massive lawn at your house in Kerry. Yeah. We were playing like touch rugby on the lawn. Those guys yeah. were tackling each other. Yeah. What it was a, full noise. What a dream come true. Literally, like, can't wait to go to school mm. and, um, yeah, tell everyone about it. They won't believe they won't believe you, but go to school. But yeah, it was always funny because we had we had single beds at that point, and I remember you and Christian were up in the single beds. So we'd been booted out to the garage or something, and we were fighting over like <laughs> we really wanted Christian Cullen to sleep in our bed, <laughs> and I think he ended up like sleeping in my in my bed, and Blair was real gutted because he was like, oh <laughs> yeah, I do, and I was like, oh, it's still still Dom Harvey, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't think I cl- I don't think I cleaned those sheets for a good few months <laughs> after. Okay, that's disgusting. <laughs> okay, so um, so you won uh, for charity Live Ocean. Uh, what, how much was it? Hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, hundred thousand. Okay, yeah. So the, the way we'll do this podcast, I'm guessing there's a, a lot of people that'll listen to this that have been following the show and watching it and a lot of people that have got no idea what we're talking about so we'll try and dumb it down so everyone feels yep. included so a hundred thousand dollars for live ocean which is um the charity started by your brother Blair Chook and yes. um, his sailing buddy Pete Burling yeah so I mean the whole concept of the show 21 celebs go on there fight it out for a month and the winner wins a hundred thousand for for their charity and along the way you can win money for your charity as well through charity challenges. So I won two of those charity challenges too. So 110 grand. Just want to make sure that, you know, $110,000. Thank you very much, Blair. That's a um, massive sum of money. Yeah. So um, it was a no-brainer for me to, to do it for, for Live Ocean. Um, one, Blair um, started it with Pete, so got that personal connection there. But I, I just love the ocean, you know. I've got so many good memories of, of growing up around the ocean, spending time on the water, and now I've, you know, got a, pretty special connection that I commentate on sailing and, and my career's there as well and I think as Kiwis we're pretty uniquely connected to the ocean like I mean it's bloody all around us so um, we don't really have a choice but I think we love the ocean and we've got a lot of it here in New Zealand like we're a small country but we've got oh, the fourth, so much but, but we've got the fourth biggest ocean uh. in the world so um, we could kind of sit back and be like all right we'll just enjoy the ocean or we could get out there and be like let's let's show you know the world that we're innovators down here um and we can be world leaders in ocean health and that's what live ocean's doing there um you know doing some great stuff around ocean health restoration innovation of new projects to actually be like cool let's let's make new zealand you know world leaders in ocean health and they're doing that and they're making some really good change so um it was a no-brainer for me to to do it for them and and yeah 
Yeah, yeah cool the, thing. I mean, the, the ocean's been a huge part of your, your brother's life. Like, he's won uh, two America's Cup, almost won the round-the-world yacht race, he's won a couple of Olympic medals for sailing. It, it must be nice in a way for, for, for you to win, like, Treasure Island and sort of step out of his... Sh- What's it like, like being in, in the shadow of such a big brother? Yeah, it's funny because... Um, no jealousy? Nah, nah. We, Not even a little... little. <laughs> I mean... No, I, no, I, no I, you're I, incredibly I think, proud, I think I it's because, uh, yeah, there's that proud factor, but also I just like massive massive fan like of, of Blair and Pete like just I love I love sailing sailed myself so I follow follow it you know it's like it's like the all blacks of people like that's my that's my team so when you're fully entrenched every time that they have a win it's a win for you and you know it's more proud than um than anything else yeah. um but yeah it is nice to get a win on the board <laughs> um, <laughs> step out of, out of that because it yeah. is a massive shadow he's created and you're all i mean you're you're one of uh, four boys and you're all wildly successful i yeah. mean you're doing very well for yourself there's blair you've got a brother that's a chiropractor yeah. a brother that's a captain on super yachts yeah everyone's done really yeah. well and until now, it was like, and Jesse, he, he does it, but yeah. Jesse, he sells cherries at yeah, Christmas yeah. time. <laughs> oh, but it was a booming business. It was a booming business. Yeah, so what, what are you doing? Because, I mean, um, you're a yachting commentator. We see you on uh, TV One News quite a bit. Like, that's not an all-year-round sort of thing. No, so, yeah, I, I'm back on a on the sale GP circuit from, from this month, so heading away to Dubai in a, in a week or so. Um, and yeah, when I'm when I'm not doing that, I'm I'm back here um, living down in uh, Tauranga Moana. So my partner Jules, she's from down that way, and um, I'm pretty lucky. I think you know, as people in the uh, media industry will know, um, especially during COVID, work can be few and far between sometimes. Yeah, so stressful. I'm pretty lucky that I can um, you know swoop on in back home to Tauranga and and Jules and um, her brother Dan have a have a building company down there. So Chuck on the tools get out, on the tools. get on the tools. Um, I mainly just drive around and pretend like I'm um, doing stuff. But yeah, so so I do muck yeah. in a bit down there, and um, yeah, been been known to swing a hammer. And you, you've been together ages, right? You and Jules. Yeah, eleven, yeah. eleven years. Shit. Yeah. How old are you? Thirty. Thirty. So you so you got together in your late teens. Yeah. So down in down in Wellington, down mm. at, down at uni. Yeah, there was a moment on um, Celebrity Treasure Island in the, in the past couple of weeks where you won a challenge and uh, the prize was like a, a a FaceTime call back home. Yeah, you, you sort of teared up a little bit. That was quite an emotional moment. Yeah, it was, uh, and I didn't think I was going to, and it probably wasn't until after that I was like quite quite teary there. Um, but you're in, you know, we'd been away for close to four weeks at that point, and I mean, Charles and I had spent every day together for <laughs> for the last however long and, and you know you talk to each other every day for 11 years mm. and then you don't talk for four weeks it's very weird so then to have that moment and there's a lot of emotion there um but i, I kind of thought as well it's hard being on the show and being away from people but i think it's harder for the people on the outside not knowing what's going on in the show like you know we're in there playing playing a game kind of just only con- concerned about ourselves and, and winning, um, but on the outside, people you know still going through their day to day lives. Mm. Being like people, but you know, big family and kids. Being away from that and not having that person there it can be hard. So yeah, it was just it was it was emotional, um, and then just kind of 
Jules is pretty much like, suck it up, you're close, <laughs> go win. Um, you know, Get the don't job. screw this up. Get the job done, you big pussy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, that's nice. You had like no sort of contact with the outside world? No. What, about, what about, so you, the phone's taken off you, no devices, no... Yeah. So and no like, idea of the news of what's going on. In, wow. No, you'd get, you'd get the odd bit of news that you'll maybe hear a production person talking about to someone else. But nah, like it was, they were on some um, real strict protocol, just not, not, oh, giving the crew you, were. just not giving you anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was, it was in the height of Omicron as well. So when we went into it, we had a lockdown beforehand because there was a bit of Omicron scare and, um, yeah, so we knew the numbers were going to get way up there, but we were just on a deserted island. <laughs> In your but, own bubble. But that was the other weird thing, because all the production, all the camera crew, um, all the producers, all were masked up, fully masked up the whole time. So you had, you know, the 15, 20 people on the island that you're around with, and then everyone else is just masked up and you don't see anyone else's face. You literally are just in this very small crew of people. Amazing. And especially when they're not smiling at you. Um, <laughs> you can't get anyone's reaction. Can't get anyone's yeah. reaction. And, and um, Inga the Winger, he was he was supposed to be on the show. Yeah. Uh, didn't end up on the show. But So so what happened there? Yeah, it was um, it was pretty, um, you know, Inga had made the journey north to, to film the show with us and, and had... Um, had to leave prior prior to filming and and unfortunately um, passed away ahead of. Um, Why did he have to leave show. prior to filming? Was he was he unwell? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he started getting unwell and um, and yeah, had had left where, where we were back back to back to Auckland and and yeah, we kind of learned of it um, just before we, we headed into the show. So that was um, incredibly incredibly hard to process in that situation. Um, just such an incredible guy. Like I, I yeah, met was that him, your first time meeting him? Yeah, yeah. first time meeting yeah. him and I met him for a week and um had some you know, had some awesome times with him and listened to his stories and um making jokes and he just he's just a very kind and, and nice nice human. Did he did he and seem unwell or anything? No, oh. no. He was happy, he was in he was in great spirits, he was excited for the show and um it's just one of those you know, one of those things that no one no one knew, and um, yeah, it made a massive impact on on the show, and I think how the show played out as well. Um, having that tragedy before it, I think it made us really, really close. I reckon it explains probably some of the the sacrifices that that went on, and just how emotional everyone was um, in the show. I think you know, you have a tragedy like that, it brings people together. It doesn't matter how long you've known a person. It's a pretty heavy thing, so oh, yeah. it really is. And not, not to mention, kind of bizarre that you know you guys were some of the last people to see him alive, yeah, and happy and well, yeah, yeah. And it is, um, it is a hard one to process. You know, we did the did a fundraising event for for Inga's family a, a um, couple of weeks ago, and um, <clears throat> sorry, um, and his wife said that where we did the bowling was the was the last place that his family had gone um, together before they before he went north, um, and we didn't know that. Um, and yeah, it was really hard that that at that moment it kind of dawned on me that that we were that you know the last people yeah, yeah. Um, to see him, but to have that to have that moment with with his family to um, to celebrate his life, and it was a massive celebration. Um, 
you know, sharing stories and, and bowling finger um, was was really special. Yeah, that was a really cool thing to do. That was um, an initiative done by Ron Cribb, uh, former All Black, who was on the show with you and uh, yourself and your bowled uh, for 12 hours uh, for two consecutive days. Yeah, my fingers are actually still sore, <laughs> sore from doing it. It's um, They're like some serious yeah. bone bruising, but... No, like it was a nice thing. Whose idea was it? Was that Ron's idea? Or yeah, like we, we like Ron and I, Ron and I are super close um, now since the show, and um, yeah, we kind of just um, thought we'd like to do something. We'd always planned to do something. And we're like, let's do, let's do some bowling. It's nice, intimate. We can get, you know, rain or shine. We can, we can do it. And um, you know, since the show and talking about anger with Ron, the one thing I started to learn was just that, you know. He was a very kind person his whole life. He put others first his whole life and yeah. and did everything for us. And anyone you talk to, Inga the Winger had this massive smile, just Always. so lovely. And as devastating as he was on the field as, as a winger, he was just the most gentle giant off it. Yeah. Um, so it was a no-brainer. Ron just said if, if the situation was any different, this is what Inga would be doing mm. for someone else. So, yeah, it really just made sense for us to do that yeah oh, it was a really nice thing to do and it was really cool I, I came down to see you on the first day and, yeah uh, there was um you were really good <laughs> <laughs> let's not get into that um it's oh, so you mentioned you and ron cribber real close who, who else from the cast do you think you'll be friends with for life um oh to be to be honest like i'm very lucky that um i've made some really great friends on there um and yeah ron ron's one of them uh dylan and i um the gymnast dude. yeah yeah Schmitty, um Guy Montgomery, we've kind of got a um, four of us got a golf golf chat. That's um, right. You, you forget about the people that um, get eliminated yeah, early, don't you? Yeah, Guy, Guy Montgomery. That feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it does. It would have been would have been great to have him um, on there a bit longer. But you know, Courtney and Elvis, the, the two that are in the final with me. Um, I suppose it's a, they, quite a special thing they, to share. Maybe yeah, actually. yeah. And they they came along last night to to celebrate with me, which was which was really special and. Um, yeah, got the got the curse words out of the way early, and then, <laughs> and then we um, had a, had a fun night. So, yeah, it was um, the whole show was great, and and there's no there's genuinely no one on there that I'd um, not catch up with. Um, what about people on the show that wouldn't want to catch up with yeah, you? Different story. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, really? Different story. Because you, I don't know if you want to get into this, but um, when I came to see you at the Boulderthon, you. Uh, Mentioned a couple of people who it's still frosty with now. Yeah, yeah, I think like <laughs> it's um, it's a funny one. Like there was a cut, you know. I, so I made I made, though, I made a couple of phone calls after and said like, look, sorry, and I know I you know threw you under the bus there, and um, I hope you understand. I hope you understand why. But yeah, it is a tricky one because it is a game, and you talk about it being a game a lot when you're in there. But it's also pretty real life you know you are well, on there and you are making connections and you do have friends yeah. on there and um and, and especially uh, when you know people from the outside world as well it kind of brings a whole other element to it how do you mean um like if you you know if you've got oh, pre-existing yeah, relationships. pre-existing relationships right. and then you go into it and um because oh, they think they can trust you and yeah take you on your word yeah so it's a very weird it's a very weird thing and to be honest i would have been frosty at me as well just you know, going coming out of the show, I think I, again, again, I. I mean, my whole game was pretty much I. I told the biggest lie <laughs> in Celebrity Treasure Island history. Like I, I won an advantage to bury the bloody treasure, and and lied about that for three weeks. <laughs> so, so all yeah, for the benefit of anyone that's not watching this, so all you really had to do is make it to the end, and then you were almost guaranteed to win. 
Well, I can't. It's like a free pass. That's kind of what I thought, but um, as time went on, they they really were like these clues are important. So I knew I still had to get the clues, and there were still three pretty gnarly challenges to to get to that final part. And I knew at that point Courtney was going to be right on me. Elvis wasn't far behind as well, so I needed a good enough gap to still be able to get there, find it, work it out. So it probably wasn't as much of an advantage as um, I would have liked. Like to it was a massive advantage, obviously <laughs> burying the bloody treasure. But also, like I still had to get there and still had to do all the stuff on the day. Still had to have all the clues, um, or I would have been, you know, I would have been the last there. And when I turned up, they would have just followed me to wherever I, I was going, and it would have been an absolute lottery. So yeah, I don't think it was a. And I was, I said to them before, I was like, this is a dead heat. Like it's, it, it's still all to play for. And I genuinely thought that was the case. How much of, of winning it is luck and how much is skill? Uh, I reckon you can get... I reckon the main part of luck is just where the narrative goes with who people target. You know, if you can keep your head down and if the, the story starts getting talked about about another person, that's where you can get lucky. Or if the, you know, the wind changes and it's like on... heap might be on yeah. you, but then you get lucky because something happens and then it spotlight gets put on someone else. Because I feel like those, elim- uh, say you get put up for elimination, there's, there's an elimination challenge. Uh, it seems like a, a certain amount of luck goes into those. Some of them, Some of yeah, them. yeah. But at the end of the day, still though, you, unlike, say, the show Survivor, where you're you're voted out, you always have the opportunity to seal your own, you know, destiny and, and compete for that final. It might be slightly lucky, but um, I'd say like 80% of them are more skill-based than than luck and if you're if you're going through and you're winning challenges and you're getting immunity as well throughout I think that I got quite um, a good you know two good opportunities in that final where um, in the final 10 sorry where I was winning challenges that gave me immunity otherwise my head would have been on the chopping block if I hadn't have won those um, yeah. those challenges so yeah I think I don't know I reckon um there is an element of luck for sure. Um, like Guy Montgomery was very unlucky that just instantly heads were turning on him and he was almost too funny from the outset because everyone was like, oh, Guy, Guy, he's hilarious. And then as soon as people were talking about that, it's like, who are we putting it up? Well, we've talked about Guy a lot today. Why don't we just put him up? So um, so he was, what, what, what do you mean? He, so he was put up because like, he's funny? Or well, he just like, too, just, standing out too just much? Just stood out, you know, right. and then so... When you know when that's happening as well, from like you know when the hosts are talking and asking questions, they're like, "Guy, you did really well on that challenge today." Um, so as soon as the hosts say it as well, people start looking. So it would make more sense to put up someone that you don't know much about. You think, "Oh, I've had some good chats with Guy. He made yeah. me laugh. Let's not put him yeah. up." Yeah, but it's the other teams that are putting people up. So oh, gotcha. yeah, it's kind of right. like who are you putting up? You want to put up strong people to try get them get them gone, and mm. that was, I think, what that was. You know. Another team's decision. Yeah. Would you, if you um, were to do it again, would you do anything different? Uh, yeah, I'd, I, I would do it again, um, and I would do it. Do, I, I would do <laughs> like it. What? Do, yeah. You won. Nah. So I'd, um, which yeah, and I'd hopefully do that again. <laughs> um, but like my game plan and, and how I ended up playing the game was very much like low profile, trying to keep secrets and kind of be pretty coy and, and not stick your head out. I'd love to go into it next time. Be like. You know, I won. I'm I'm a, I'm a champ coming into this thing, and just be like carefree and be put me up in elimination challenges. You know, I'm happy to be that person. 
and just kind of go into it a little bit more carefree mm. and not care so much about um, about winning because it's, yeah, done it. <laughs> Been there, done it. And how's your, how's your conscience with it now and the way you the way you behaved and the way you acted? Yeah. Are you comfortable with it? Yeah, I am comfortable with it. I, um, I mean, it's a reality show. You have those worrying times, like watching it back is definitely harder than, than doing it and you kind of just have to remove yourself and take yourself back to back to the moment and be be happy with how you were mm. in the moment. And during the show, there were times that were super hard where you're lying to people or, or you've got an alliance that you've kind of, you've, you've got a fractured relationship there. Um, and at the time, you're like, this is shit, but I'm happy to be a bit of a dick to win <laughs> $100,000 for my charity. And yeah, that's yeah. kind of where my... It took a while for my head to get into that space of like, okay, there's no way you can keep everyone happy. And the more you keep trying to make everyone happy, it's actually just making people more pissed off. Um, so it comes a time where you just kind of got to put yourself and your charity first and go, okay, well, I'm here for me. I'm here for my charity. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to win. Oh, if anyone holds a long-term grudge about anything, it's on them, right? Yeah, and, and that's... That, you don't want... Especially people that... Um, you know, you consider um, you know, good friends or that you're close to. Um, but also watching it back, the hardest part is when you do see people trusting you, like when you're lying through your teeth, and then it cuts to them, and they're like, "I don't, you know, I don't, I don't think he'd be lying to me. Like I trust him." And you're like, "Ah, don't trust me!" And just like yelling at the TV. So are, you, like, are you watching it, thinking, "Oh, I'm a piece of shit. I'm a, I'm a bad yeah, person." Yeah. Oh so, shit. But I, I think I, you know. I feel like I played the game in a way where I wasn't, you know, I'd, I probably had a couple of slime ball moves and, and did things, but I I like to think that I played the game in a way that was reason, you know, was kind, and I think most people did as well. Yeah. Um, just trying not to be, <laughs> not to be a massive tool. Pretty much, that's, <laughs> so, that's the goal. So the, the, um, the, you end up with the nickname the traitor. Is that going to stick? <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, I hope so. Such a goodie. Yeah. Um, traitor. So what was the anxiety levels like during the series? So it was on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday nights. Yeah. Um, High. You, you get anxious every evening? Yeah. And I I don't think I was a massively anxious person, but you start, like, it starts eating you up, and um, I'm like, okay, not going to read any comments, not going to listen to anything, and then you end up reading bloody every article and every comment on Facebook that people have been writing. I'm like, what am I doing? I need to back myself away. Mary from Fielding is unhappy with <laughs> what I did in the... You don't even know. Yeah. She doesn't know and I was you. Like, and you feel like sending her a message being like, excuse me, I did it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I did it's, have... And it's, it's hard to remove yourself from that, isn't it? Yeah, and I, did, and I did have to take a step back. And I think collectively there were a few of us that were kind of all in the same boat. And I had a few chats to Courtney. We were both like reeling with stuff that was going on and kind of were like, okay, we need to just, you know, take a step back and... Um, Stop caring so much about what other people what other people think. Yeah, it can um, be all consuming. Yeah, but yeah, it is it is because you don't see any of the edit until it goes to air. Like yeah, we're watching, same time as, we're yeah. watching the same time as everyone else. So um, you know moments that were maybe kind of like borderline on the show, and then you're are they going to is it going to be in? Is it going to make the cut? Is it going to make the cut? And then it doesn't. You're just like massive <laughs> sigh relief, or it does, and you're like, okay, I should probably text that person. Um, oh my god! Was it like that? No, no. I mean, more in a more in a fun way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like Ron messaged me like every. 
want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. Every night, mate. Oh, you're being a weasel again, like buddy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, that's how it should be taken, right? Good yeah. Humor. yeah. What was your biggest surprise about watching it back? Uh... Probably, the biggest surprise probably was um, how how upset a couple of people got, or like how mm. um, keen a couple of people were to get get me gone, or you know were pissed off at me. Um, at the time, I knew people you know kind of were in that camp, but not so diehard. Like he has to go, and just how collectively the whole group had decided and conspired that. It was, there was all like towards of, the end, yeah, eh, like the yeah. last couple. Yeah, even, there was about even when there was about eight people, I could kind of really start feeling that the head start turning to me, and the and I just didn't realise. You know, I was pretty all consumed in the game at that point, and had tunnel vision for the for the final, and was just, um, I guess blocking it out because it's not not nice when you kind of feel you know. Like, we, almost we, bullied. No, I'd like definitely. Um, <laughs> no, no, but like but, a massive target on your back. Yeah, yeah, just a big target on your back. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the girls in particular. But also, right, like right. I said, like, gosh, do not feel sorry for me. Like I put myself in that <laughs> position and deserved every little bit of um, that I got. Yeah. Like I deserved a target on my back, and I deserved to have the daggers out. Um, well, it seems like they had but, a, a right to be fearful of you because yeah. you were bloody good. Yeah, and but I just—it's funny. I just that was the most. Um, interesting thing for me was just how intense that um, that gang was that were um, trying to take me down, and so, how intent and how hell bent they were on doing it. Yeah, so this is like um, a, a girl group towards the end, like they were just um, adamant that they wanted a, a, fe- a female to win. Yeah, it's a it's a hard one because I I was very honest with a couple of um, the women on the show that I was keen to kind of understand, you know the Women's Alliance and, and what it meant and like I had some really great chats with Cassie um, about it before she left and then Karen laid on and and yeah it, I can see people looking from the outside and I've had a few comments saying you know they didn't think it was very fair that you know that it was happening but when you're on there and you're seeing and, and hearing about why it's so important to them um, I kind of had a you know greater understanding for it and if someone like Karen O'Leary is who's so connected to her charity is happy to step away from the game, you know, to help promote another woman going into the final, um, you don't have to agree with it, but I think we could all take a step back and go, Well, why is why is she doing that? This is obviously a pretty um powerful move. Maybe we should start taking notice and actually mm. listening. And that was probably the biggest thing that I learnt on it is like people don't have to agree with it but at least just listen and be willing to kind of hear the other side and understand why um yeah so it's it's a i didn't i obviously wasn't part of the women's alliance but (laughs) obviously yeah but i i was you know i was all for it i i understood that you know what what they were doing was was very powerful and i think watching the show back i'm sure there are thousands of of young females that were watching the show and inspired by mm. Courtney, Siobhan, Mal, you know, Karen, Cassie, all, all these Susan, really yeah. all these really strong 
Wahine that that were great in the game and they were very powerful and you know they pushed they pushed me right to the end. Mm. Yeah, yeah, um When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A few people have said to me, they, they thought, Courtney, like, a lot of the stuff she said on camera, like, she really had it in for you. It's like she she she... She didn't. She seemed to loathe you, but then a, a few people have said to me, "Oh, I think she kind of liked him, that like is, a primary school sort of thing." You know how you you mean to the the people that you crash on? Yeah, no, we we just said. <laughs> I think because it was probably just amplified because she loathed me so much. Any time she was slightly nice to me, it was probably just amplified. Um, but no, we we had a really um, really nice relationship. It did feel like that kind of. Um, you know, you're at school again, and and jo- and just joking around. Like the more like she'll call me the traitor, and the more I deny it. Like I had no reason to keep denying it, apart from the fact that it was Winded that it was up. just fun to fun to wind her up. Um, but yeah, she she was an absolute weapon on that show. Like she played the game harder and more fierce than than anyone out there, and she was so driven to win. Um, it was it was pretty cool to see. And yeah, I'm I'm lucky I. Came out of there alive. Yeah, did it bother you being called a boring winner? Nah, I mean, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> a winner's a winner, right? A winner's a winner. Yeah, yeah. And from that final three, hundred percent, I'm way way more boring than. Hey, than what, do you, what do you mean? Than, than Courtney and um and Albus, but you're like as well. Like at the end, they're like, I remember they're like, this sounds like a funeral, you know? Like you can be be happy, but I didn't want to, you know. We just toiled for four weeks on that bloody island, like. It didn't feel right that I was going to be completely like jumping for joy when um, Courtney and Elvis were sitting, you know, sitting there because I I knew they would be gutted, gutted yeah, um, and yeah. and it didn't feel right to to do sort that. Rub it so, in their faces. So yeah. Oh, well, that's last night was the first time that I really kind of had the chance to mm. celebrate um, properly and kind of relive that one again. Yeah. Oh, amazing. So good. Um, oh, one thing we haven't even discussed yet, you, you're quite a handy runner. Like, we we saw you running a bit on the final episode. You're running from challenge to challenge to the chest. You you can run 800 metres in under two minutes, which is uh, it's fucking fast. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I love it. Absolutely love running. Like, and it's I, I was so late to the party with it as well. Like, growing up, I played rugby, played cricket, never, never got into the running, so I never did athletics. And then... Um, I worked for a hydration company, SOS Hydration, yeah. um, for I worked for them for like five years after I left uni, and um, kind of through that met some met some runners down in in Wellington. Did you know? Did some stuff with um, Nick Willis. He was one of our ambassadors, um, 
and yeah, they I, they were like, come for a run, have, have a jog. I was like, oh, this is quite fun. And then it kind of started doing it more and more to the point where I was running every day down there. And then um, yeah, Simon Rogers um, was like, oh, why don't you why don't you actually train? Do you want to do a eight hundred? So started training, did an eight hundred, and, and on my first one got bloody close to breaking two minutes. And then yeah, later that season. Um, I did so, yeah, and I just fell in love with it. Like, I thought it was, and I was kicking myself as well that I didn't get into it earlier. So like, why was I wasting my time bloody playing rugby? Look at me, like <laughs> what a stupid idea! Like why? Like I have a, you know, oh, so all the people that have been telling me that I've had a runner's frame for the last twenty five years were saying it for for a reason. For a reason, yeah. And you, you still run a bit these days, um? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, getting getting back into it, kind of feel like I'm getting older and and injured um every time i try and mm. pick up the mileage um something starts hurting or, or getting tweaked so no want to get into it um into it some more because yeah like i said i do think it i do think it is greater i don't think i'd get back on the track necessarily and, and do anything um super super fast probably can't anymore Would just um, go a bit longer you think or yeah what? just do stuff that you know do some halves to do mate i'd like to do a marathon at some yeah, point yeah um yeah, although there is one, um, there is one title that I would like to get, and that's the beer mile. Um, oh, the how good! Title. Yeah. yeah. So what's that? You, you have a, have a beer, do a lap. Yeah. Uh, so four, four laps, times. and you do a beer each lap. Yeah. Yeah. And if you vomit, extra lap. Extra, oh. Yeah. So we did it. That was like one of the first times I ever ran. Was we were over in Kona. Um, was working for SOS, and we had activations over there, and. They do it every night before the big race. Athletes and like that aren't racing, um, and sponsors and stuff all all meet out at the bloody abandoned um, airport and do a beer mile race. And I was like, okay, I'll go do this. Be a good promo. Chucked on the the t shirt, the SOS top, and then did it. And I got third in this bloody beer mile race. So I was like, okay, probably put it down to maybe being better at these guys than uh, at knocking a pint back, but. Um, I was like, oh, this is this is really good. And then a couple of years ago, they did one down in Tauranga, and I got bloody pipped. I got second. But I think we still did it in like under six minutes, five minutes, <laughs> forty a good time, or something. So I'm out for I'm out for revenge. Um, <laughs> I want to put that. I want to put the BMR trophy next to the Treasure Island one. Yeah. Is, do you find the running quite um quite cathartic? Like good to clear your mind and yeah yeah, yeah. massively. Um, and that's been like the last couple of weeks. I've got back into it for for that. Purpose, just, just to, like a jog around the block, just yeah. to process your thoughts. And yeah, just to literally <laughs> remind, um, remind yourself yeah, that you are a good person. Blow the steam off a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How's your um? How's your mental health been over the years? You've been good. Yeah, pretty yeah. good. Um, yes, you're and, a pretty chill dude. Yeah, eh? and I feel feel very lucky um, that I have been good. You know, and there's there's been times like everyone goes through where you kind of um, know you're maybe not in the best spot and need to make some make some change for the positive and. Um, I've been very lucky that I've been able to identify that and uh, in myself and 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 do that before, mm. you know, before you get yourself in, into a hole. But um, yeah, I think running plays a big a big part in that. Like for me, there's a direct correlation between um, just not being pent up or frustrated or anxious or angry, um, and and run you know running and yeah, I find. If I haven't been doing it for a while, I need to I need to get out there and, and yeah. blow some steam off. Um, because when you're running, you're generally healthy. When you're healthy, you know it's a lot easier to be happy. 
Oh, they go hand in hand, eh? It's, it's, it's quite funny how just sort of in recent years, like the last 10 or 20 years, it's become apparent just what, um, just how closely your mental health and your physical health are related. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I think like it's a, even when, even when you are good, it's still important to, to talk about it and, mm. and acknowledge the fact that, um, yeah, acknowledge the fact that, that you're doing well. And I think that, that helps the whole scenario as well to you know give people hope that you can turn a corner and um, and not be afraid to to be okay as well you know it's mm. um, it's absolutely okay to not be okay but it's also okay to be okay as well um, and I think the more we just talk about it in general whether you're good bad or otherwise it's just talk about it yeah. like put make it part of everyday life absolutely and and be honest about it so if you're not a, yeah you're right if you're not a, if you're not okay don't say you are okay yeah none of this yeah, yeah no 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 yeah yeah, yeah yeah exactly like it and i think the more we normalize it and for everyone uh, it's you know it's going to help the people that mm. that aren't okay be confident to to ask for that help um because yeah it's a easy conversation to have if we're having it regularly mm. it's a very hard conversation to just have off the bat because people don't yeah, know how to go it, there. It feels hard to start. It's a hard conversation to start. Yeah. Are you are you and your um, three brothers quite quite close and quite good at talking about that stuff? No, I think not? I think we we could be better. I think yeah. in general, like we could we could be better. Um, yeah, my we my school friends um, we've remained really close um, throughout the years, and we've got a really really great group of friends um like 20 odd of us that that all still keep in touch and um we do a really cool thing every year where we catch up at christmas time um do secret santa um and and chat and we it's a really special time people you know take a seat on a on a stool um talk about the good things from the year talk about the bad things and it is literally a you know a moment just to as a group of friends to sit down and have a round table chat about how, how we are. And I think, Oh, that's cool. Um, how many of you? Yeah, it's a good 20, right. 20 or so. Yeah. And we, we've that's, done it. that's borderline public speaking. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And how, so how long do you talk for? A couple you of know, minutes. Some people are like, sweet, I'm, I'm fine. That's it. And then others will go and, you know, talk for a bit longer, but you so, know. There's, so there's some there that aren't obviously aren't as comfortable as others, but yeah. I suppose if, um, if, if a few people start to show that sort of vulnerability and be honest, it lets everyone know that it's a real safe space. Yeah. That's a cool thing to do. Yeah. and um, But, yeah, like going back to, um, I think, like, Kiwis in here, like, we keep things bottled up and we could all talk <laughs> a bit more. And you can always do better. doesn't matter what you're doing. You can always, you can always do better. But we're a super close family. Um, and, uh, yeah, we, we all get on with, you know, very fortunate that we've got, you know, I've got a relationship with all of them where, um, where we're mates, and, yeah, yeah. and that's that's really special. Um, and I know it's something to be, you know, it's a privilege as well because I know a lot of people don't have that. We're a close family that, you know, support each other, and and we're you know we're we're still super close, and um, yeah, like my mum and dad have been super awesome during the show. They've absolutely. Um, loved it, and you know, get messages every every night for full down, you know, full debrief, and um, talk about the next episode. And they had no idea, so they were both nervous wrecks. Um, 
yeah, watching watching the show. Oh, last is that right? Night. They didn't have an inkling. No, nah, I didn't. So because so, so, you sign a contract that's got like an NDA on a non-disclosure agreement, and they, I remember seeing one a few years ago for Next Top Model or something, and the fine was like five million dollars. Yeah, or some ludicrous. <laughs> yeah. But so who who did you tell? Um, I told Jules. Right, that, that was it. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I was like, do I tell people? No, nah, people want to live this in 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 real time. And I was oh, kind, so, and so, I was kind of also like, I've just spent fucking four weeks on this bloody island going through absolute hell like you can sit on a comfy couch and watch it bloody yeah, from your living yeah, room yeah. for for however long so um yeah and, and i don't know i think i think me not telling people it, it probably gave people an idea that i did good and just generally from the mere fact that i was away for six weeks um with you know all the with all the lockdowns and stuff right. prior um people know you get to the to the pointy end, um, <laughs> yeah, but just yeah, yeah. just where that was, just where that fell, no one really, no one really knew. Because mm, I was, um, I was still working at the Edge a couple of years ago when uh, filming was going on, and um, Tammy, who works on George FM, and Tegan, who works on My FM, they both went away. Yeah, and uh, Tegan was back like five days later in a moon boot, and then Tammy was back the next week, and you're like, oh, okay, you guys yeah. really didn't do that good. Yeah, how, how bad? How bad was it? You said six weeks of hell or whatever. Was it? No, um, I mean the weather was atrocious like the we had we had these easterlies that were just gnarly like really really gnarly is that was that um, towards the end when susan devoy had like a she had, almost had like a tantrum like she had a breakdown yeah. on screen it, it just like it was like unprecedented wind so like when it wasn't raining it was windy so even on the nice sunny days it was just relentless and when you're on the beach sleeping on the beach and it's windy it's loud like the mm. waves are crashing it was just relentless wind and wind grinds you down like i've growing up on and around the water so I definitely felt more comfortable but even for me like I was like this is this is really grinding me down and it was grinding others down as well because it's just wind like you know when it's windy it's just bloody annoying you oh, can't you terrible, can't yeah. it's loud it's and it just like physically as well you know you get wind burn and um and then the rain the rain started and and that was we had like two pretty gnarly cyclone you know ex-tropical cyclones that came through um, one of them towards the back end of the show was um, was the one that um, the the boating accident around North Cape happened in, where mm. that you know the five five guys lost their yeah. lost their lives, and I remember that night, and it was it was horrible, and we were only you know so it felt like a stone's throw away from where that you know where that happened, yeah. and that was a crazy crazy night, um, just so windy, so wet, mm. and so it was like the weather was horrible and there's no like there's no luxuries like they don't whisk us away and go to a hotel room or you know give us showers or clean clothes or anything like that it's like what you've got you've got if the if the camp starts falling apart maybe here's some rope and you can fix it um, but it's like you're there and it's yeah. interesting like they don't show more of that i think like they don't show how brutal it gets um Maybe they don't want to show putting the celebrities through through that kind of thing, but well, well, it is like survivor, like you know. Yeah, is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, they don't really show that. It's, it looks like you're having fun, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, and but, you know, if your if your brother listens to this, he's going to think you're a little bitch. He's done like the round the world yacht race where you way do, harder than that. Yeah, <laughs> way harder. <laughs> if you combine the America's Cup, Volvo Ocean Race, and an Olympics, uh, yeah. Now we were joking about this the other day because someone asked me, they're like, oh. Did you draw anything from 
from you know your brother's success and i was like no nah, mate wait <laughs> not comparable no, not comparable at all because um i was like it'd be like them going and doing you know going sailing the mirror's cup doing really well out of the water and then you come back to the boat park and if if Jimmy Spittle doesn't like you, and, and it, you know he's going to put you up for eliminate, doesn't care if you've got a fast boat, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if your mates don't like you, you're up, you're up shit creek. Oh, nah, but it, it's um no, you you are right though. Like that stuff, there is stuff that's way harder. And when you strip it back, the game itself, yeah, it might be a bit hard. But at the end of the day, you're on a beach in the far north playing. Silly beach games, trying to win money for your yeah. charity. Life's pretty easy in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm um, yeah, I'm taking the piss a little bit. I know, I've got no doubt it's it's tough, and uh, that was evident from the amount of people that sort of self eliminated, like tapped yeah. out. Yeah, so many this year, right? Mike yeah, King, Mike King tapped out. Yeah, um, Karen O'Leary. Yeah, Cassie. Um, yeah, so there, yeah, there were there were lots, and mm. I think even I think even like with people. That didn't necessarily tap out. Um, they were they were tapping out, you know, just from being gr- ground just down mentally. by the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think there was a couple of, you know, there were a few reasons to that. There was obviously um, the loss of Inga, which I think kind of oh, that's mentally really just tough. heightened the emotions yeah. of of everyone. Um, and then you know, yeah, I, I do think the you know just the show itself is is it it's a it's a hard show, you know. You are on the whole time with cameras, and you are running on this massive high the whole time. Um, so, yeah, oh, it's I think that's it's where the sacrifices kind of comes in because yeah. you just you just are wrecked. And it's uh, that's that's by design, I suppose. They want to grind you down. They want that tension. They want that friction. They want that uncomfortableness. Yeah. That awkwardness. Yeah. Um, what about food? We, we rice fed? and rice and beans. Yeah, just really? just that was it. <laughs> and if you want a challenge. Um, if you want a challenge, you might get some nachos or McDonald's and Tim Tams and stuff. Um, and those were great. But there was also, like, there was way too much food. Like, you'd win nachos and then you have way too much nachos. And then... <laughs> oh, you didn't Susan... Des- and then, what happened yeah, to Susan Devoy? She, like, I'm smashed, seen- like, a whole pack house cray <laughs> and then was thrown up in the bush. Um, yeah. Did, so, you, did you know her before this? Susan Devoy, she was, um, like, one of the greatest... Squash players to yeah. ever walk the earth. Um, uh, I, I, I want to get her on the podcast. She's yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Well, I, I didn't know Susan, but I know um, Susan's son Julian, and through through running, he's a, you know an absolutely incredible runner, one of our one of our best. Um, and so I knew her through through Julian, but I it was weird because I didn't know if she knew <laughs> that I knew Julian, like, right. and we were on different teams for a while, so. Um, it wasn't until we had that merge that we were like, okay, like you know, we we know each other, and um, we she's just like an absolute absolute powerhouse comedian. Like she just dropping zingers left, right, and she's hilarious, zingers. right, and calls a spade a spade. She's not yeah. afraid or intimidated by anyone. Yeah, pretty, um, yeah, pretty respectful to um, of just of her as a, as a person and her achievements. But for digging it in for so long on that on that island like it wasn't easy and you know it, it really got to her but she she's stuck in there yeah she's um, a tough cookie right yeah real tough cookie right and um what about you you told me you've got like 50 minutes so our, our time is just about up you're heading up north heading up to um heading up to kitty kitty for for the, a long weekend it was yeah it's gonna be nice just to 
unwind from the craziness of this week and it's my um, partner Jules's 30th birthday this week so I've kind of been overshadowing it this week so it's going to be <laughs> nice to um, nice to take her away and, and go out with some mates and just um, settle in and, and yeah have a crazy weekend yeah well you talk about the um, the stress of this week but it's actually I suppose the compounding stress of this year like you've been hanging on to the secret for months and months and months it's yeah. a lot yeah and when you don't know as well how it's going to come across or how you're going to be um, perceived like you can you know you kind of try and tell yourself oh who cares what what people think about you but you can, you can say that yeah but it's not true like of course yeah. you care what people think about you like um you you can disregard it but like you don't want to be the person that comes across as as a massive villain or uh, or someone that's hated like you know i you know i i do want to have a career in in tv <laughs> like i i'd love to be in yeah. that space going forward and um yeah to that's that massive worry it's like shit is this what if i'm an absolute you know d-bag on there and um everyone you, know, you just you just always think of the worst case scenario i think it's just what we human nature human nature to do and yeah man i had some sleepless sleepless nights thinking about that show really oh yeah like just, while it was on or before it was on but like just both like straight really? after the show it's like what, just running through in your mind all the things that you did, or just 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 re like just going through it? Because when you're on it, it's like when you don't have a phone or you don't have the news, you don't have you know a, your morning coffee run or, or you know any you know all those little nice perks, but all the shit that you have in life as well. When you're only focused on a, a silly game, it really and you're thinking about that for four weeks straight, like. Yeah, playing consuming. the game during the day and then you're talking about it with yeah. everyone and then you're thinking about it when you're in bed and then you're dreaming about it and then you come out of it, it's four weeks straight of thinking about one thing and one thing only. It takes a while for that to get out of the head. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been. I'm, I'm just thinking it must have been weird for the, the people that were kicked off before you. I suppose there's a period of time where they go back to their normal life but they're still thinking about what's going on and who's there and... yeah. Must be. Yeah, was it weird to after that length of time to return to sort of normal life? It was weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it did take me. It did take me a couple of weeks because you don't. You know, you can't digest it at the time. Like you have, mm. you win. Yeah, have a little you know celebration, but then you're straight back into it. You're on a plane the next day, back home. Had a small set. Like cool, this is great with with Jules, and then it's like bottle this thing up and. Don't celebrate, and that's not human nature. Like you, Completely you normally not. anytime you win or get a promotion, or you know you have those successes, and you can kind of say to someone, "Go, cool, I did this," and then they're like, "Oh, well done, that's awesome." But this was like bottle it up, don't tell anyone, and then yeah, you kind of sit on this, sit on this thing that kind of mm. you want to you want to scream it from the rooftops because <laughs> um, you're, you're so happy, but but you can't. Yeah, I suppose you, thinking about it, you had to tell, like, Jules that you won because you needed to tell someone, not for the fact that you won, but the fact that you can tell her all the other shit that went on Yeah, on the on the way to that win. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, um, why I, I did it as well. I, yeah. I, you know, she knew that I made it to the point. I mean, I got the phone call as well. Mm. Um, so got got to call her, which was, which was yeah. really nice. So um, when, when are you proposing? 
Yeah, you guys have been together it's like fun. 10, 11 years. You know, I've been asked that question twice now, you and Woman's Day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I know where you sit in your... Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. 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 No, she's, um, she's a great girl. I, I think yeah. I, I first met her when um, we came up to Kerikir for year 21st. Yeah, yeah. All those years ago. Yeah, so yeah. you were fairly early into the relationship then. Yeah. Um, but no, we, we've got a really good relationship. We're mm. super um, happy down in, in Tauranga and, and, you know, it's a great place. I absolutely. I was reluctant to move there. Did the long distance for a bit, but once I finally moved down there, I was like, "Why didn't I come here oh, earlier?" We've, we've got a we've got a nice thing going on. We're we're happy with yeah. where we're at. Um, does, does she so. want? Does, I mean, like marriage is marriage, but does does she want to get married one day? Uh, yeah, I think, like, I think we both. Is it one thing that's? I think it's probably one, one of the things we agree on. I think we both, you know, are, are happy with the concept of of marriage, um, <laughs> and yeah. I've, We'll see. We'll see, Dom. Yeah, 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 okay. Uh, that's it's only great. been 11 years. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been great, mate. Hey, um, thank you so much for coming over. Nah, wicked. It's been and cool. Congratulations. Who would have thought? I, I've been, I've been since I launched this podcast in February, March, I've been trying to get your brother on. Yeah. Who would have thought I'd have you on before him? Yeah. How good. It's amazing. Suck How good. on that, Blair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, congratulations, mate. And cool, well mate. Done. Nah, cheers. Appreciate it. How good. How good. Good chat, man. Cool. Thanks very much for making it through this episode of Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Oh, by the way, I need to tell you guys, um, I'm starting to film the episodes now. So as well as listening to them on all your usual podcast platforms, probably Spotify or Apple, you can now view the episodes on YouTube. All the episodes up until now are up there as audio files, and moving forward, you're going to be able to watch them as well. So if you have a YouTube account, uh, maybe uh, look up Dom Harvey and subscribe. It'd be great to have you on board. All right, thanks very much. Hope to see you next week on Runners Only with Dom Harvey. Want 20% discount on the best earplugs for exercise? Ultra earplugs go in your ears and stay in there. Go to ultraaudio.com, that's U-L-T-R-O, and use the discount code DOM20. That'll save you around $35. That's ultraaudio.com, U-L-T-R-O, and the discount code DOM20. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 